reading this evening from the 32nd chapter of Numbers, beginning with the 16th verse. And they came near unto him and said, We will build sheepfolds here for our cattle and cities for our little ones, but we ourselves will go ready armed before the children of Israel until we have brought them unto their place. And our little ones shall dwell in the fenced cities because of the inhabitants of the land. We will not return unto our houses until the children of Israel have inherited every man his inheritance. For we will not inherit with them on yonder side Jordan or forward because our inheritance is fallen to us on this side Jordan eastward. And Moses said unto them, If ye will do this thing, if ye will go armed before the Lord to war, and will go all, go all of you armed over Jordan before the Lord until he hath delivered out his enemies from before him, and the land be subdued before the Lord, then afterward ye shall return and be guiltless before the Lord and before Israel, and this land shall be your possession before the Lord. But if ye will not do so, behold, Ye have sinned against the Lord, and be sure your sin will find you out. These words were spoken by men that had been on a long journey, headed for a promised land. I know that when I get on a journey, I like to get there, and the sooner the better. I think most people are that way. When we travel from Los Angeles, I have two times to give, one with my family and one without my family. It seems to make a difference in how fast we travel. But these men had, men had been on a journey for a long time. And it was an unusual journey. Been wandering in a wilderness for years. These men could turn around and look at each other and say, Brother, where did your father die? He could say, mine died in the wilderness. Where'd yours die? He could answer back, well, mine died out in the wilderness too. And they could just go right on down the line and ask one another, brother, where did your father die? Well, he died out in the wilderness. How were they fed all of these years? In a miraculous way. How were they led all of these years? Why, in a miraculous way. Why? What a wonderful story we read about those people. Not only that, they could look back and they knew the reason they spent the years that they did wandering out there in that desert place. They knew why. No doubt they were impatient at times. No doubt they wished that they could get the journey over with. No doubt they wanted to pick up the stakes and move on and go forward. But they had to follow that pillar of fire, that cloud. They had to follow. And they had to be patient. They had a lesson to learn. And that is what makes the words that I just read so remarkable, is that they knew all of this. And what did they do when they came up to this place to possess the land? What did they do? Well, it sounded like an old story. 
came up to that place and looked around on the wrong side of Jordan, looked over there and saw all of that beautiful grass growing, and they looked at their flocks and their herds and all the cattle that they had, and they, they thought, no, this is just far enough. Right here is just far enough. You know, I've been wandering all these years, and, and this is just far enough. My, what beautiful grass there is. We can stop right here. We don't have to go any further than this. Why, the purpose of their leaving Egypt years and years before this, why the purpose of leaving down there was to go over and go across that old river Jordan? Why, when they left down there in Egypt some 40 years before this time, why, they were setting out to go over and cross over the river Jordan. And after traveling for all of those years and burying their parents out there in that old desert and then coming up there to that promised land again. Looked over there and saw that beautiful grass and said it's far enough. Far enough. You know, there was something about that that was questionable. Yeah. Yeah. Something about that, that that caused others that heard it to doubt and wonder about them. Fact is, when they went to Moses and told Moses, this is good enough for us, why Moses started right in again and started telling the story that they knew so well. Yeah. He went in and he started telling all about how their fathers had come up to that place and how they drew back and how they didn't go over as God had commanded them to do and how they spent all of those years out there because of that. And Moses says, now what are you going to do? What are you going to do now? Here we are after all this time again, and now what are you going to do? He says, if you turn away from after him, he will yet again leave them in the wilderness, and ye shall destroy all this people. What are you going to do? Here we are again, and if you draw back again, why? They're going to be left right here in the wilderness. big question mark. A big doubt arose when those people said this is far enough for us. Well, it was a nice place. It certainly was a, a bountiful place. It no doubt fit their needs. But God had a, a will for them. Amen. God had made his will so plain to them the Lord hadn't forsaken them. He had taken such good care of them. And the Lord had been their guide and their leader for all of that time. And oh, what a heartache it was to hear someone after all that to say, well, this is all right, it's far enough. But they said, no, no, now you, just, you don't understand. You don't understand. Now we're not, we're not going to draw back like our fathers did. No, you, you misunderstand. Uh, this is good enough for us. We'll, we'll go over the river, all right? We'll go over there. We'll fight. Uh, we'll pursue the enemy. We'll help out our brethren. You just don't understand. Well, after Moses had told them all about this over again, and, and they came back with, well, you, you just don't understand. We'll do our part. We'll go over and so forth and so on. Well, they were allowed to do that. 
They were permitted to do that. They were told, all right, if you'll go over and fight the battle with your brethren and you'll stay with it until uh, they have conquered and so forth, well, then you can come back again. But you know, all the way along the line, as you read the story, there was a question mark. There was a doubt. And it wasn't in the mind, just in the mind of Moses. Why, as the story went on and on and on, why, those that heard it of the, of the brethren, why, why, they all had a doubt. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. Well, what's wrong? And these men said, why, what's wrong? After all, we're, we're going to go over, all right? We're going to go over and help uh, our brothers possess the land. So what's wrong? Well, the thing that was wrong in the beginning was God had told them to go over across that river. He said, there's the promised land, over there. Not over here on this side. Well, I can't see anything wrong with it. We'll do our part. And this fits uh, our needs all right. We're not going to draw back. Why, we'll still be one of you and so forth and so on. But, but we just want to be over here. I mean, after all, it's only a few yards, you know. The river really isn't very wide. And, and uh, we're just going to be over here a little way. Why, we can wade across it most of the time and get over there. So what difference does it make? It doesn't amount to very much. Ah, uh, but there was a big question mark. Yeah. Sounds reasonable. You know, and people draw back from God and stop a little short. Why, it always sounds so reasonable. Why, there's just a good reason for it. And when you get right down to it, there's nothing wrong with it. And you know, in this case here, it was, it was hard to put the finger on it and say, no, you can't do it. Well, they were bound and determined to do it anyway. And I think Moses saw that. They were bound and determined. They were going to, they were going to be over there while they had it all figured out. When they came to him, they, they told him, said, now, now look, we're going to fix the cities and we're going to fence them and we're going to do this and so forth and so on. And, and we'll leave our families there and our flocks there and so forth. Why, why we've got it all figured out. Yes, and they weren't easily discouraged either. They were permitted. They went over before their brothers and they went out to battle and they, they fought and they, they kept their part of the bargain all right. Time rolled by and they'd, they'd fought a valiant fight. But you know, the day came when Joshua called them in and said, all right, you fought like you said you would, like you told Moses you would. You fought a good fight. You've stuck with your brothers and now you can go home. Now you can go home. I've been in the service, been through a war. You know, there's something about fighting alongside of your fellow man in war. There's a closeness uh, between you. And I remember when the time came to be discharged from the Navy and that old ship that had been my home for so long, when I stepped off of the gangplank for the last time, got on a little vehicle to leave and start for home. I remember turning around and looking at the bow of that old ship. It looked like it had a 
a bad case of uh, chicken pox. Uh, the old bow was all patched up and scarred and so forth. I'll tell you there was something about it when it came time to go home and, and leave your comrades and leave the old ship. It was a, a heart-rending experience as far as I was concerned. Well, the day came for these men. After they had fought with their brothers or, or alongside of their brothers, in front of their brothers, through the battle, why, that day came when the call came out, okay, you can go. To the place that you've chosen, you can go. And they did. And I can just picture there, those men that, that said they were going to stay over on that side of Jordan. I can just picture those men standing there and watching the backs of their brothers go off down to that place that was still a little doubtful. Oh, yes. It was doubtful, all right. Because Joshua called him over and he said, Now look, uh, you're leaving. And he tried to encourage them. Now, you're leaving all right. And there's going to be a little separation between us. But he said, oh, be sure that you serve the Lord now with all of your heart. And he gave them a, a good lesson on that. And they said, oh, we will. We will. But there was some doubts there. Yeah. Well, they left and started for home. Got down to, to the borders. And what did they do? They built an altar down there. Built an altar. Well, there was a place to worship God. Yes. A, there was a way to go about worshiping God. And they had been instructed in that faithfully. They knew where the tabernacle was. And they knew where the altar was of sacrifice. They knew where they were supposed to take their sacrifices and so forth. They knew it. They got down there and they, they built an altar. Well, that wasn't quite right. There was still a doubt about those people. And word got right back to the brethren, too. Word got back there. You know what they've done down there? They just got home and, and they've built an altar. Well, they thought, now there it is. There you are. There is an altar that they're going to sacrifice their sacrifices on. They're not going to come down to the house of God and worship. They're not going to bring their sacrifices down to Shiloh and worship. They're not going to come down and offer their sacrifices like God said to do. Look at it. Ah, oh, there was a doubt running through the whole land. They went down and confronted them with it. And they said, no, you, you don't understand. You, you're just looking at it wrong. You, you just don't understand. Now, this altar hasn't been built. Uh, for us to offer sacrifices on and so forth. That isn't this kind of an altar at all. You can take a look at it and you can see that it isn't even built like that kind of an altar. Now, now this is another kind of an altar. You know, it's a wonderful thing to live and walk in the gospel where you're not encumbered with doubts all the time. Yeah. It's a wonderful thing to be where God wants you to be and know that you're where God wants you to be so you can stand up and walk in your Christian life and walk without all kinds of fear and doubt and create fear and doubt in other people's minds too. The thing that's questionable, why, leave that thing alone, that's all. What are you supposed to do when you come up against something that's why, questionable? In your mind and in the minds of, of the other brothers and sisters, why, it's questionable. 
Why, what are you going to do? Well, you can stand back and say, I really don't see anything wrong with it. Uh, after all, I mean, uh, it's all right, and I'm going to do my part. The grass is pretty green here, and, and you point out to me where it says we absolutely can't do it, and, and finally, finally, I've even got permission to do it. Show me what's wrong with it. Well, if there's a big doubt there, then that's a good indication that it's yes. wrong. Yes. That's just a pretty good indication that it's wrong. And these people had some pretty good indications along the line. As their brethren came running down there to the borders where they had that altar built, and they came and they meant business too. They said, you're going to bring the judgment of God down on all of us. We've seen enough of that. And they came prepared for battle with their brethren too. Well, what's wrong with it? Well, there's, there's part of what's wrong with it right there. If it causes division, if it causes dissension, if it causes any of these things right there, why, we don't even have to look any further to see what's wrong with it. I don't know, I have a feeling if I'd have been there, I'd have said, pack the bags, Mom, get the cattle together because we're going to cross over. Before the old river gets too deep, just pack it up, we're, we're going to move over there, over on the other side. There were some pretty good indications which side to be on anyway. Amen. God had told them, and not only that, the temple, the tabernacle, it was over there. That tabernacle was over there. And that's where they had to go to worship, bring their sacrifices, and serve God like they should have. And it's true that there wasn't very much distance in between them, but a little bit of distance can be too much. But they prevail. And you know, they had their way. But you know, one thing you can do when you read the, the story, you read the book there, you can see that the Lord was looking. God was looking. And the Lord looks a whole lot further than just a few green fields that you can see stretched out right out there in front of you. The Lord looks a, a whole lot further down the road than that. The Lord did too. The Lord looked down the road after those fields had been eaten up by the cattle and after those cattle had gone on and left other cattle and other fields had grown up and it went on and on why God look, could look down into the future there and he saw that day that was coming and it came yes, he saw that day when that little river and it isn't a very big river is it no. that little river it was too big and it was too wide and it was too far to go and it was too much trouble to go down there and worship God where the tabernacle was. It was too much. And God knew it was going to be too much down the road. You know, the Lord uh, has a pretty good view. His vision stretches a whole lot further than our stretches. And one thing we can say for sure, if God says, why, this is the way to go, why, that's the way to go. No use looking for something else that's, that's any different from that. Why, the thing to do is, is do what God said to do. Well, what's wrong? Well, that isn't the place to walk. Where you have to debate about what's wrong with it. And you have to argue about what's wrong with it. And uh, where there's a division that comes in because uh, you... Uh, 
try to uh, convince somebody that's right and somebody says, no, it isn't right. And why? What's wrong with it? There you are. There you are. Well, they found out what was wrong with it. Way on down the road, those people might have got along all right. They might have walked and uh, watered their flocks and herds and everything went along all right. And perhaps some of them said, see, I told you so. I told you so. It really wasn't anything wrong with it after all, was there? Look at how my cattle have increased on the hillside. You know, I've had to tear down the old stakes out there in the corral and I've had to build a, a bigger corral and a bigger corral and, and you just look how we've prospered now. Now just tell me what's wrong with it. Oh, but you didn't look far enough. You didn't look far enough. You didn't go all the way down the line down there where idol worship crept in. Where those things that everybody knew was wrong crept in and there wasn't anyone saying what's wrong with it. Why? It was uh, without a doubt wrong. God could look down there and say, you should have been on the other side of the river. That's where you should have been. Amen. Why? Why? Because God can see why. And in these days, I have a feeling more all the time that I don't want to travel down a road that's fenced in and hedged in with doubts. No, that's a poor place to travel. Thank God for something that's sure in these days. Thank God for a gospel that cheers a straight course in these days. Thank God for the old time religion that's all right in these days. I've said before in Los Angeles, I don't mind saying it, I don't feel like I have to make an apology for preaching the old time religion. No, not for one minute. Because the old time religion is the thing we want to preach. If we preach anything at all, we want to preach that. And there's one thing about getting over there where God says to be, why, that's good, firm, solid ground. Yes. And if it's the Word of God, why, what could we have any better than that? Right. These young folks go to school and, and learn their math and so forth. And you don't question the teacher when he breaks out the old math book and says, look at that right there. Now, there's the way you work out that problem. That's the way to do it. Why, I don't think the young people say, I don't think the teacher knows what he's talking about and the book's wrong. No. He believes that's the way to go about it. Well, we've got the good book right here. Tells how to go about it. Tells which side of the river we ought to be on. Tells how we ought to uh, treat those places that we come to that that are just a little on the shady side or a little on the doubtful side. It it tells us what we ought to do. Why, brother, just get over that river fast. That's all. Get over on the other side. You get over there, you know good well you're over where there isn't any doubt. No, you're over there where there's harmony and there's unity and there's a power of God and and every time you turn around somebody isn't saying, brother, be careful now. Why? Because there's some doubt there. No, you're over there where you can walk without doubts and fears and that's what God wants for uh, us in the gospel. And in these days, thank God we've got it. Why? We've got it. People go around in these days saying, well, uh, how do you walk? Uh, how do you live? What do you believe? Why? We don't have to walk in those places wondering and, and hoping. Why, thank God we walk in a way that's sure. Yeah. You know, if you're really hungry for God, why, it's just as easy as can be. Yeah. Why, there's no problem at all, is there? No. Why, there's no problem at all. Why, are you going to preach it too straight? No, no. You're going to preach it too soon? No. No, if they're hungry, 
why the hungry is going to take a hold of it and say amen to every bit of it. Yeah. I remember when I first got saved on board ship, just barely got saved. Those fellows uh, went down to the plotting room and they took the good book out and they started preaching the uh, sanctification and the baptism of the Holy Ghost and they just went on and on and on and, and uh, said, there it is in the Word of God. What are you going to do about it? Well, what can you do about it when it's in the Word of God? Right. Say amen to it. I kind of like that. If you can point it out in the Word, well, that's it. I remember one day why a couple of young men came up on the flight deck and said, say, guess what we saw in the Bible down there? We read about foot washing. We think maybe we ought to wash feet. I remember I said, I never heard of any such thing in my whole life. I've never heard of anything like that. And they said, it don't make any difference whether you've ever heard of it or not. We saw it in the Word of God. What are you going to do with that? Well, there was no doubt in their mind. Thank God there's none of mine in these days. We're going to bring this service to a close. Open these old-fashioned altars up for prayer. And if you happen to be walking along somewhere along the line where you've been bumping a, along with a little doubt here or there, well, step over a little, brother. Yeah, right. Just step over a little. How far? Well, you don't have to step over very far, perhaps, but at least get over across the river. Don't, don't be wading down through the middle of it someplace, but just get all the way over on the other side. It feels good over there. Shall we stand and sing?